a party in Prague and a treble in Turkey, English football celebrates in Europe. Evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. You're right. Yeah, mate. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. All good. Glad the hot weather's come back. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> yeah, it's alright at the moment, but hopefully it doesn't get much hot. And this will be all good. Episode fifty, and it's the first episode of the year. The fan is back on. Fan, yeah. The fans off, heaters are off. <laughs> fans on, sorry, heaters are off. Um, Shorts are out. Yeah, flip flops. Flip flops, both of us are on. <laughs> Tops might be off in about half hour. Well, they were, was it? First, <laughs> yeah. first episode, second episode? Yeah. yeah Top of no. podcast. We have to stop that when we start recording. Yeah, <laughs> now we're on episode 50. So, yeah, change. But, yeah, hopefully. Keep close, stay on. So it's the final weekend of football, wasn't it, this week? Mm. I think, well, of club football. Yeah. There's that god-awful, what's it called? Nations League. Oh, yeah. Coming that's up. What, that's what they've gone to, isn't it? The squads, like the England squad, they're together now, aren't they? Yeah. Because I, I didn't know if that was a, a rant. Because like Rice joined it, didn't he, and was shaking mm. her hands and whatever. I thought, like, is that now? Just, yeah, I was very confused. Obviously, all the City players, are, you know, I'd be for having it off. So yeah. I was like, didn't know what's going on. But, yeah, that awful Nations League. I, th- yeah. I think there's two games. might be three. Mm. But what, why that's even a thing yeah. post-season is, yeah. is beyond me. But, but it is what it is. Um, so this podcast will talk about the two games in Europe and then part two will be any other business. So we'll start on West Ham and their triumph in Prague, moving on to Man City complete the treble in Istanbul on Saturday night. But before we get started, let's start with the teaser. Southampton knocked out Manchester City in the League Cup to stop a historic quadruple. But which team knocked out Manchester United at? Sorry, which team knocked Manchester United out of the League Cup in 1999 to uh, end their quadruple hopes? God, yeah, good question. I haven't, like you said earlier, you said, oh, I hope you haven't seen it. Yeah, definitely have no idea who that is. So, yeah, good question. I've got lots of stats on the game and <laughs> teams and, and whatnot. Mm. But, yeah, so which team knocked Manchester United out of the League Cup in 1999 to end their quadruple hopes? How old would you have been there? Two. Two. It was actually in 90, yeah, 98 it was in. So, uh, so yeah, maybe one. <laughs> maybe nine months. Right, let's start in Prague. So, yep. you weren't a very happy buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the mighty hammers, no. Sadly, um, the the La Viola, as they're known, Fiorentina didn't quite, didn't quite do enough. I didn't actually watch any of the game. I didn't watch uh, yeah. one minute of it. Cause uh, there was a total mixed bag, wasn't it? it was like, I mean, obviously you were not interested in it, but a lot of people didn't watch it because they couldn't or like you just didn't want to blah 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 yeah obviously seemed like everyone I knew was suddenly become a West Ham fan so that was good but well it's like I mentioned to you when I because I was actually at my granddad's so I didn't watch it but mm. I came back from Chumpsford from, sorry from London to Chumpsford and the, the tra- train was full of so when I got to the station it was mm. full of West Ham fans going into London to watch it down every nook and cranny of yeah, any yeah. street <laughs> in Chumpsford there was a something blue on, shirt yeah. Yep. There are families, families getting dropped off outside the pub. Yeah, um, I, I even mentioned I got buddy some little kid blew bubbles on my face. He was blowing <laughs> bubbles. I walked through all through his bubbles. And uh, yeah, they were. They definitely. They were everywhere. Weren't they, they came out and forced to be fed to them. Yeah, well, it's that area though. We'll get onto it, but that that area we're in is predominantly West Ham and rife. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. So the game was it nil nil at half time, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. was. It's pretty one sided first half. Like. Don't remember, Fiorentina weren't excellent, but they had a lot more on the ball. It was pretty what 
pretty much what I expected. It was, yeah, Fiorentina dominated the ball and were in West Ham's half, weren't really threatening a lot. I think Rice had a shot early on that just went past the post, but yeah, it wasn't an enthralling game of football at all, really. The whole game, I wouldn't say, was great. But, yeah, the main thing from the first half was when their captain, that is it Baragi, got hit hit by the plastic cup, didn't he, in the back of the head? Yeah, was it a vape or a cup? Or? I think it was a cup that caused the cut. It was like a beer, they had all them plastic pint cups from the uh, the sensible and well-behaved West Ham fans. Um, so, yeah, the it was all well and good when they were hailing Nolsey for <laughs> his bravery and standing on top of the stairs. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we, we'll encourage that. But obviously, as soon as that, something like that happens, it's suddenly bad news again. So, yeah. That, that happened first half, but then, yeah. yeah, apart from that, it was... There was also that, just on half-time, wasn't mm. it? Um, Jovic scored, but got... Yeah, disallowed, offside, yeah, he? just offside, but and right, correctly called. Nose, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Though, I he got taken off, didn't he, he half-time? Half yeah. Maybe I've made that yeah. up, but I'm pretty sure I read something like that. Yeah, they weren't... I don't know. Was but he playing well, or...? I was going to say, like, he's he's obviously a good player, and he's... But I think, like, that Cabrel, the top goal scorer competition, like we said the other week, and sort of building him up, he didn't even start. just like, well... If he's a top goal scorer in your team for the tournament, just surely he starts. He must get in the side, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. they, they try something different. I don't know. So I, obviously, I don't one. watch them. Because I thought the same, but then I also thought, for example, uh, Arsenal, for example, could have been in the Europa League final, but their top goal scorer could have been in Kessia. Hmm. But you wouldn't start him. You'd start Jesus. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah, there's, that, there's a, maybe, maybe it was yeah. that. That yeah. rotation going on, but yeah, and maybe yeah, I maybe that strange he didn't start. Yeah, maybe that Cabrel doesn't actually start. He just comes on throughout the tournament, plays like thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes, and score. I don't know, but yeah, it was weird that yeah, exactly. The main seemed like the main striker didn't start, and then they, Jovic is another big player, and then to do a straight swap for them seems again seems odd. But yeah, second half probably after the goal, West Ham or disallowed goal. Sorry, West Ham grew into it, didn't they? As it as it went on and. Again, it wasn't the game didn't change much in that Fiorentina still had lots of possession, but West Ham sort of grew in confidence and realised they could have a go here, and their sort of counter attack style started to work quite well. They had a few, it sort of opened up a bit more, um, but yeah, it wasn't again a lot of neutrals. Yeah, it was a pretty poor, poor game of football. And then West Ham got a penalty through VAR, wasn't it? It was a ball over the mm. top, and I can't remember who the was it Bowen it was, it was, trying to try uh, through. Bowen, I think might have been yeah. And sort captain, of getting around a bit that Baragi handled, yeah, it. sort of whacked it with his hand yeah, it was there was lots of claims one. nothing got given then he went to the screen mm. gave it a uh, penalty Ben Rama stuck it away sent yeah. it the wrong way 1-0 West Ham great penalty to be fair yeah I was actually uh, bantering some of the West Ham fans on Saturday so I said because <coughs> we, we all moan about VAR but surely now if you've won a European Cup with the aid of VAR yeah through that you can't ever you can't ever yeah. moan about it again but yeah, like West well, Ham, we're all fickle about that yeah. but that was like West Ham throughout the season in the Premier League have had some horrible decisions against them, mm. but then, like you said, in the final, it's it's got it's correct decision. It was handball, but it's, it's quote unquote gone in their favour, and obviously they're they're over the moon of it. So mm. it does sadly even itself out in a pretty rough way. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> <For you>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that's not a West Ham fan, but no, yeah, it was a good pe- well, not an easy penalty, but yeah, good penalty from Benarama, mm. smashed it home, one new up and. Because I had that vibe, I had that alert go through <coughs> my phone. And I was like, oh, yeah. here we go. I thought that would be it. But then they actually yeah. equalised pretty Priest, Yeah, about pretty five minutes way. after that. I think uh, Bonaventura, I'm going to say. He used to play for AC Milan, mm. I want to say. He was quite a good player. He was in the middle, sort of like a 
bit of an eight, sort of a ten, like quite looked quite good again. Got on the ball loads, but yeah, nice little finish. Pulled back to him and he, he hit it in the corner and thought, Whoa, wonder here we go, like <laughs> game on. They're they're back in it. But like I said, West Ham didn't really phase him. They were second half they were much better. They couldn't play much worse. And then yeah, they they were much better and then obviously They had a couple chances, didn't they, before before the inevitable happened. Yeah, they weren't after yeah, it sort of was a pretty even game after that. It was a few chances here and there. Nothing straight after Fiorentina scored actually I think again his man, name is Man Mandragora or something came on but he hit shot just wide and it looked like Fiorentina on top but then yeah, it wasn't wasn't much in it for West Ham in that they yeah, they were pretty comfortable and yeah, they, they again their counter attack was working and they were sort of putting on the pressure, set pieces started to play their part. Suchek, I think he had a header or a chance late on. But then, yeah, they sort of it felt like the inevitable yeah, so ninetieth minute. I left my granddad's uh, it was I think it was like the ninety first minute, so I thought, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back for extra time. I can watch this and mm. then potentially watch penalties. Thinking in my head I actually had because obviously last week on the pod we had Andy here and mm. I said Two uh, uh, Florentine run penalties. I thought, come on, yeah, yeah. need to get one of these predictions right. <laughs> Got every single one wrong so far. And then, literally, as I parked up, looked at my phone, and I could see the chat going off. And then I yeah. clicked on it. it was like, yeah. oh god, oh, no. no, it was. Yeah, it just felt. It just well, for me, it just felt inevitable. Was, you're watching a game, and you're like hoping and, <laughs> and praying they didn't score. But yeah, Paqueta slipped him through, and Bowen coolly finished, made it two one, and. Couldn't have won it in a better way, really, can you? No. If you're gonna, if you're gonna write a script for a final, you you cannot, cannot write that in a better way. Always running down the touchline. Yeah, like Fiorentina scored a disallowed, well, scored a goal disallowed correctly to put one nil up, one nil up for themselves, then one all, then you score ninety whatever minute from one of your favourite players. Yeah, pretty pretty good. And that meant that West Ham won, and they were the first time since 1980 that they lifted mm. a major trophy. First, yeah, first major silverware for 43 years for West Ham. Yeah, and they've got another note. Yeah, it was D- D- David Moyes' first trophy in over a thousand games as manager. Is it, that was his 1097th game, his first major trophy. So that was the thing. I'm not too. I'm nowhere near as anti West Ham as you are. <laughs> put, that, put, that, put that on record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's too hard. <laughs> but. Wasn't I was disappointed. I was I was pleased for him for Moyes. I was mm. pleased for Rice to think he deserved it. But I mm. think Bowen seems a good lad. And oh no, I'm with you. I, the team and I don't irrelevant. The team is the support. I cannot. Yeah. You cannot deal with the unbearable, insufferable support mm. that we are surrounded by. And the team doesn't phase me one bit at all. Does not. Yeah, not interested. They're fine. Moisey, that was brilliant when he. Gave his medal to his dad and all that. It was yeah, incredible. That must, like you said, a thousand ninety-seven game to win a an actual trophy. Yeah, brilliant. But no, I can't deal with West Ham that surround this area that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that West Ham won more games in the Europa Conference League this season than in the Premier League? Mm. Yeah, they won. They were undefeated, weren't they? In the Conference League. Twelve out of twelve, or th- or thir- twelve out of thirteen. I think they won. I think they've maybe won 13 and drew one in the Conference League, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is nuts. Mm. Can I have your opinion on the Conference League? Well, that's yeah, that's the next part. Obviously, the game is what it is, but yeah, more I'd rather discuss the general <laughs> thoughts and opinions, of, not on a tournament, but like just as a whole, what it what it means. But yeah, it is the third tier. It's the, it's the third tier of a European competition. West Ham finished seventh to get into the competition. Fiorentina finished seventh in Italy. 
then won a two-legged playoff game to enter the competition. It's created from UEFA. It's only two years old. Is it about money? Who knows? Is it truly about giving the quote-unquote the lesser teams a chance to have a have a go in Europe and experience all that? Who knows? But yeah, we've had the in the past we've had the Intertoto Cup, for example, and all the rest of it. Cup but Winners Cup yeah, like I think yeah, probably even less than that. But however, I was saying all that. I do think this competition has a higher import importance and in- integrity. If that's the right word, like yeah. I, I personally hold that above much higher than the previous tournaments they've had. But yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about what you think. But. No, because like, I think before our time, you had the Cup Winners' Cup and some others, mm. and Arsenal have won that, and mm. some other cups, and they said the Intertoto Cup and things like that. But this seems to have been created to give that third tier of football teams yeah. that that chance to have their that moment. And you can't begrudge the West Ham fans celebrating no, of course. Like it's the yeah, Champions yeah, of League course. because that's... It's a European final. A European final is a European final, and that is it's massive. It's yeah. pardon the pun. Yeah, it's massive for them. Well, yeah, no, you this every, like and the, pl- the players again will always celebrate it like they're yeah. like it's massive because it's they don't get to that stage no. often, and especially in Europe. And being an English team, it's one competition that Man City will never be in. So you've no, got a chance exactly. And I've got here, but you see, I saw lots of posts and things on online, like Twitter and whatever. But the, again, the lesser clubs. Who'd love? Who'd absolutely? That's their. Now that's the thing. That is their dream. That's probably their end goal. Is like like Palace fans, Villa, even lower league clubs who are still huge, large clubs like Sheffield Wednesday. Sun. I saw lots of things that they're they're a million miles away, but there's a slight, ever so slight dream that that one day that could be them sort of thing. Um, and it's yeah, it's a long way off, and it's in a, a faint, faint distance. But yeah, no, hundred percent. That's a. Ultimately, that's a, as a fan, that's a, that's what you want—a final. That's what you desire. For a few days in a European city, preparing for the final, and your team win the game in the, in that fashion. And yeah, you couldn't write any better. And the prize for winning it is a place in the Europa League group stage. Yeah. Away. No, none of this yeah. silly going to Astra Gogo like they've had done before. And it's equivalent to finishing the top six. I think it's, mm. a, it's West Ham's third consecutive season now in yeah. Europe, I believe. Yeah. And all in all, it's it's it turned out to be like we sort of ended last week, an A plus season. Yeah, of course. You, yeah, you forget the Premier League form total. Like you said earlier, they won more games in this competition. You, you, your Premier League form, you're not fussed about it at all. As long as you stay up, they've won the, they've won this this competition. So yeah, couldn't have been a better season for them. I think they get about twenty million pound prize money for mm. the, for the whole tournament, which is obviously good. And it it means that because they've won the um, the Conference League, I could just like I just mentioned, they go into the Europa League joining mm. Liverpool <coughs> and Brighton, which mm. is quite a quite. Well, a yeah, that's this is yes. Yeah, you, you've matched. It sounds silly, but you've matched what they've done. They've they've both had. Well, Liverpool have had a poor season. Mm. But Brighton have had a fantastic mm. season, but you've matched. What you've ended up in the same yeah scenario. Same, you just gone about it a different route, and yeah. But that's what like this tournament, the especially in England, it, like the Premier League, the top six seven has increased in difficulty to break into, and in recent and that's in recent seasons and this coming season, I don't. It's going to be as hard as it's ever been. So, mm. teams like West Ham that yes they've done well recently, but aren't going to finish in the top seven. This is a, a perfect way to try and stay in a higher competition and and compete in Europe. Well, like you mentioned earlier with Aston Villa, they're in it next year. That's going to be their their sole aim. Yeah, and you you will get the occasion. You know, Juventus are in it next year. Are they? Well, in the Conference League. Yeah, because they got. The, oh, of course, I'm yeah, yeah, sure yeah. They got their points deducted, so they finished seventh in the end. Oh, right. Yeah. So they'll be they're the gonna fra- they'll play be the favourites, yeah. but then it's 
imagine a European final Villa versus yeah. Juve. Like it's a that would be a that will have eyes on it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's obviously West Ham that they won't be, they won't be in it unless they finish third in their group and then they mm. the lower every team gets lower. So there might be some Europa League teams that drop down. Was Florentina mm. in the Europa League to start with? No, no, they 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 like I said they finished seventh and then actually had to qualify for the Conference League to even get in it. So. Because I actually remember when we did our, whatever episode it was, very early on, we did our predictions for this. And we both said West Ham will be there or thereabouts, mm. but we both said, we both said Villarreal, because uh, Emery was mm. there. And obviously and they, he, yeah, they he then left. Yeah, and they didn't. And then they I got to the quarters anymore. away. Yeah. And then they, they got knocked out. But. Yeah. But now, yeah, Emery's at Villa and could be yeah. his time. But, but however, on the, the, obviously West Ham have now won the Conference League, which is considered a major trophy. But that rubbish argument of, and right so these Antonio Cresswell, all these all West Ham players, they'll be remembered between West Ham fans. But the argument of oh, Harry Kane's never won a trophy, and he potentially might never win a trophy. But I can assure you, every man and his dog will remember Harry Kane before they even think about Cresswell, Antonio, even Bowen, for that example. Rice might go on to win things and go move on to a bigger and much better club. Um, but yeah. That is rubbish. For example, Scott Carson. He's won two Champions Leagues. Scott Carson. I remember Paul Robinson. I remember Jordan Pickford before I remember Scott Carson. So that argument is just... It's just rubbish. It's just done. It's just awful, awful argument. Well, on that, like I, I, I get it because it's... I do enjoy the banter with the Spurs fans and it's, it's funny and obviously it's annoying for you. But like Calvin Phillips has won a treble. Yeah, playing exactly. Scott Carson's won a playing, treble. Playing more games for playing more minutes for England than he has for Man City yeah. this year. But yeah. I wanna I wanna <coughs> have your opinion on my ranking system of available trophies. Because I'm not I don't want to disrespect the Conference League, but mm. and obviously I know you've you're very um, vocal on the can we call ourselves champions of Europe? Well that's the other thing. Can who won League One this year? Plymouth? Can they call themselves Champions of England? Can Burnley call themselves Champions of England? No. No, they can't. True. So. So, I would go, this is from bottom to top, League Cup, fifth, Europa League Conference, fourth, FA Cup, third, Europa League, sorry, sixth? Yeah. Europa everyone League. down, yeah. One. Europa yeah, League. Yeah. And then I've always maintained the Premier League, Champions League is pretty much equal. Yeah. It swings and roundabouts. I think this year the Premier League was harder to win than the Champions League. Look at Inter's run, for example. They've only had to beat Man City once to like. No, I would, yeah, that. But to win I'd the have Premier the League, same, you need ninety points. Yeah. I think that's a harder achievement. Yeah, I'd have the same ranking. It, it swings around. Like sometimes you can have a horrific run. Like I remember Real Madrid a few years ago played Bayern, yeah. PSG, uh, Liverpool, and like Atletico. Like that. yeah. That's a joke, but. No, yeah, I agree. The Champions League, Premier League, probably very similar. Some again, it's fifty-fifty in it. People would argue both ways, but yeah, I'd probably the Conference League above League Cup, but no higher than, than that. But then it just is irrelevant. Isn't it? The teams that are in it and could be in it if you're going to win it for West Ham now, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter what happens. Like they've always done that. So yeah, and then, like you said, them players will go down an absolute folk folklore. Is that the right saying? Yeah. They'll have statues of them outside the ground. <laughs> but there will be heroes. Like Bowen yeah, of will course. be yeah. that guy. Mm. The commentator will say, he used this phrase, it's up for grabs now. 
when Bowen threw and that's like a synonymous iconic phrase of Arsenal because mm. in the 89 season I think 1989 season mm. Arsenal had to go to Anfield and we so they were level uh, Arsenal were three points below, below them with a goal difference of one less mm. so they had to go to top of the league last game of the season win 2-0 win by two clear goals sorry to win the league they went 1-0 up Alan, your mate Alan Smith scored <laughs> And then, in like in the ninety-third minute, the ball came like dropped down, and Michael Thomas like bundled it in. And as he hit it, the commentator went, "It's up for grabs now." Ah, oh. and that's where it's synonymous from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that occasion didn't quite match up. No, no, no. It was you could tell it was forced, and he had his he had he his, his he had yeah, his lines he knew, he knew. Moisey magic, and it was oh, yeah. it's, it's what it is. But yeah, that no, of course, it, and yeah, obviously, absolutely. Loving it at the minute, West Ham, and like you said, they were, seemed like they were ev- everywhere on the Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. How old are you? 25. 25? 20, mm. So in 40 years, you'll be 75. Well, West Ham 65. A, 65, yeah. Will West Ham win a trophy before then? No. <laughs> Next four years? No <laughs> way. They can't. No. Will Spurs probably so we'll not be, We'll be still doing this in, in 40 years' time. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll clip that bit. Yeah. Uh, but you guys ask the same about Spurs. We'll, we won't win nothing either, so... Well, you might do. We'll get, we'll get on to why later. <laughs> <laughs> Any more you want to add? One thing I want to add, that Emerson became the first player to win all three <laughs> trophies. Great. Another person. I'll never remember Emerson. <laughs> I'll remember Harry Kane before I remember... I remember Human Son before I remember him. <laughs> Emerson, that's a, that is incredible stat. I've seen it. It's Europa League with Chelsea, Champions League with Chelsea, and Europa League. And he won Euros, didn't he, with yeah. Italy? I don't think he played. He definitely didn't play in the Champions League final. He no. might have played in the, in the Europa Yeah, League. that's in, he's won every UEFA competition. There is brilliant. Well, Tammy Hebram would have been the same, wouldn't he? Yeah. If he had won, won the Conference League, yeah. If he had won the last week for Roma. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah of course. Oh, Europa League, yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah. He won, the he won it last, last year, year, of course, yeah. But again, yeah. No one's going to remember Emerson. But, well done, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> right, should we move on to um, the Champions League final? Yeah. Right. Do you watch the game? I you didn't. Were, I was out Saturday, partying yeah. in Altasia, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Surrounded by loads of West Ham fans. No, it was, yeah. I didn't watch it Saturday, but seeing what I heard and what people have seen stuff and read things and a lot of people talking about it, it just seemed like a pretty... Standard game. non-event final, yeah. So to set the scene a little bit, City entered as probably the biggest favourites in the last 20 years, maybe, of a Champions League final. We all spoke about it last week, mm. sound like the biggest yeah, biggest favourites for ages. The Premier League winners, the FA Cup winners versus a side that finished third in Syria yep. in a reasonably weak league. And all the pressure was seemingly on City. And even their owner, Sheikh Mansour, uh, had shown up to watch the game. I saw it's that. the first time he'd watched the game since the first game he took over. That's mental, isn't it? Surely, like, yeah, the things they've won, the finals they've been in. But he's crazy. like the, 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 the big the dog. Top, yeah, the big dog. So they have, they have that other guy turned right. up. You, you, you probably see him in a lot of interviews and right. he's like the face who so doesn't think about the ah, actual like, top dog. The main guy. Ah. He didn't even rock up to the other chat. I think it might have been because of COVID, but yeah, yeah the big dog was there. <laughs> yeah, so it's the first time since 2008 He'd rocked up to see his yeah. team that he'd invested more than a billion pounds in. <laughs> but that City looked nervous. Mm. There was a great... The camera cut to um, Pep and he was like, calm down, mm. calm down, relax, relax. 
Edison had a couple of dodgy kicks and they just weren't playing very well. First half was pretty dull. To mm. uh, Harlan had one half chance and Juve, uh, they called them. Inter could have done a bit better with, mm. I think it was Bare- Barella, Barelli. I can't remember his name now. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem that um, great of a game. It just, a lot of the reports said it was a hard fought win and it was a tight, intense game and like our prediction, I think I said like 3-0 City. I think, what do you say, 2-0? Two 2-0 nil? Two nil Rodri. 2-0 <laughs> Rodri. I think Andy might have said 3-1 or so. Yeah. Like, like, yes, that could have been the score, but it's probably a bit shoot because finals are never... That's what we mentioned yeah. last week. I should have, yeah, maybe I should have thought not, it matters. But, yeah, finals are... All you need is one goal, and Gunnar said it. He said one goal made the difference, as it does many times in finals, and we feel very fortunate it was ours. And, yeah, one goal is enough, but... It just seemed, yeah, seemed like a a very tight, standard sort of final of any situation, and like you said, City had all that pressure in there, all the mm. yeah, all the pressure, and they they were the favourites, the heavy heavy favourites, and there was so much riding on it. Treble, Pep's was it fourth win, Champions League third win, third yeah third third, and then as a manager, as I think one mm. as a player, but yeah, it was all on them, but yeah, they got it done, didn't they? Your man Rodri. Yeah, and the goal came from there was a nice little move on the right hand side. I think it might have been Stones cut it back, mm. it got got uh, cleared out, and then Rodri, lovely side foot, bent it past Darmian. Keeper could only stand there and watch it, and then obviously ran off knee sliding. The uh, the City fans going wild and well, wild in inverted commas, I say, from some of the videos I've seen. And yeah, they, they all the players were like, "This is you knew then, right? In your got to get two, like yeah, it's yeah. going to be tough." They came yeah. close, to be fair. Mm. They had a few they, chances, they didn't they? They had a few chances. But no, I said, uh, like, well, tongue-in-cheek, Rodri was going to score. I, don't know, I believed it myself, but <laughs> yeah. you got a back year, PFA Pro of the year. He started fifth, that was his 52nd start of this uh, this season. He plays every single game, and that's sort of what Arsenal need with a Rice. Mm. He's durable. I think Rice must have played, don't know if it's on my head, he must have played the same amount of games mm. starts. And I found it quite fitting that Rodri, who was the one that Pep did his silly Pep roulette, yeah, in yeah. the final two years mm. ago, he left Rodri out, who played every game beforehand, yeah. for him to start and then score the winner. And that's yeah, only Messi when Pep's been in charge has started more than Rodri has. So that shows you how much obviously Pep values Rodri. I mean, he's he's such a good player. Like, he, he does. I think now he's probably getting his flowers because mm. he's scoring. It sounds silly, but because he's scoring more important goals. Yeah, once people you talk about yeah. him, don't they? Like, once you like, add goals to it, they people start taking notice. Last year, he scored the equaliser in that mm. Villa game. I think he might have scored another in a couple of important. I know he. Sc- I know he. No, I keep mentioning it, but he scored against Arsenal last year in the ninety-third minute, mm. and they only won the league by was that a point last year. Yeah, there you go. It's the, it's the, mm. That's potentially a title-winning goal that he scored, and he's adding them. He's, he seems to have that composure from the edge of the box where he just passes it in. He yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, like he you just could have curls it or plays. He doesn't lash it, does he? For someone like you said, he predominantly a hold midfielder, and you think, oh, like you, probably the one of the people you actually ask. Yeah, you can have a shot, mate. But yeah, he shows he's he's obviously very very good. Because City went as we thought, but Walker who picked up some sort of knock, yeah, Walker didn't start, didn't, didn't he? start. So he started Kanji, and I think that was a bit detrimental to. Um, City because Stones was playing centre half, so he was playing right back. Sorry, and he wasn't really doing his inverted, well, say inverted, inverted centre mid role. Yeah, yeah. But Walker came on and then he grew in confidence and started doing a bit mm. more of that. He was very good throughout, but I think he had a better game once he was playing in the middle c- centre half, I which is say. which is actually outrageous, isn't it? Like, yeah, he's not just doing it in a League Cup against whoever Grimsby mm. or something. He's 
yeah, he's done it in massive moments. But Inter weren't without their chances. I remember uh, it was a misplaced pass from Bernardo Silva that mm. sent through um, Martinez. Taro, Martinez. Could have squared it to Big Rom. I saw he tried to like could clip have it over, it, didn't he? Yeah, he? Could have played it through his legs. Mm. But, but that was a big chance. Mm. And then talking of the devil, Big Rom Lukaku. He had a couple. Yeah, there was a brilliant save. Was that Edison save towards the end, wasn't it? That was yeah. after the when they the guy headed it over and hit the bar. That Lukaku's after. Yeah, so it was the fullback, wasn't it? He yeah, the, Demarco, um, I think headed it hit over. the bar. Hit the bar and then came mm. and then headed it and it hit Lukaku yeah. off the line. And yeah, but I, don't, I think there was defenders in the way, weren't yeah, they? Diaz would have cleared that. They would have never scored from that. But then, yeah, Lukaku's header at the end. Oh, he's got to score that. <laughs> I think that's going to be his last game for Inter as well. Going to come back to Pochettino and Chelsea and see what he can do. Yeah, with yeah, God. It's, it was it's definitely not a Poch striker. It's one of them ones where he's just got to score. If you if you cost £98 yeah. million, pounds, you but know. But it's like... Obviously, it is a good save, but it's just been headed. Lukaku's just trying to head it at the goal, which he's done down, and it's obviously unfortunately for him hit the hit the goalie's leg and it's gone out. But yeah, you'd, hopefully Lukaku, what ninety hundred hundred million pound striker would <laughs> would tuck that one away. But Pep said it was a cup cup finals often are won on coin tosses, basically yeah. a flip of a coin, and he goes, "This is why we have." I think you might say the best goalkeeper in the world in Edison and Edison's normally a bit of an unsung hero really because mm. you don't really talk about them having a good goalkeeper because no. you don't really have to do much most of the time but he came up trumps and that's mm. what they have him for and he's a, he is a very good goalkeeper made a great save there and right at the end of the corner there was one long free kick and he just came out run out right outside the six yard box mm. came and claimed it took all the pressure off wasted yeah. 45 seconds and you think that nah, is it yeah so what Pep said then winning this competition and the treble is so difficult today is not the important that because of his English but he said today's not the important the way it's just to do it so I mean they win 1-0 yeah. you're relevant you forget about all those chances you forget about whatever yeah, yeah. whether <coughs> yeah like you said they're, but they are just an incredible team you see after 20 yeah. minutes uh, what's his name De Bruyne comes mm. off injured just bring on Foden don't think Mara's even got a minute no they are just did Alvarez even play what was it sorry? Alvarez did he get on no he didn't get on no Became the first player to win the treble and the World Cup in the same season. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even play in the Champions League final. One of nine players to win the World Cup and the Champions League in the same really? season. I don't know who the others are. But mm. No, they are they are an incredible team. Yeah. And obviously they've got this thing hanging above mm. their head with, with the Chargers and whatnot. But also it people say they've got a lot of money. They've got unlimited resources, but that's not why they're good. They're no. good because I think the bloke in charge... Yeah, he's incredible. He's the best manager. Yeah, incredible. He's the best manager currently. People have their opinions where he's the best manager ever. And yeah. Obviously, there's the Fergie shout, but time will tell what will, what will, what will happen there. You've only got to look at PSG. You can have all the money in the world, and they're an absolute yeah, car crash. Exactly. And like on Pep, he's become the second. No, sorry, his second treble as a manager. He's the only manager to ever do that at two separate clubs. Like, like you said, I'm just literally probably copying what you just said, but you can have all the money in the world, but it just shows that he is actually incredible. We don't again, he's got all the money in the world. He's, he's, he can get who he wants and play who he wants and all the rest of it. But he's obviously very, very good at what he's doing. So, yeah. <clears throat> who would do a better job, Pep at West Ham or Moyes at City oh, next Pep, season? Pep at West Ham, hundred percent. Yeah, no. Wow. Would Pep win the Europa League or West Ham next season? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. 
No, he. I mean, he, yeah. he needs. He definitely needs time. Yeah, yeah. But he's. Yeah. No, Pep's a joke. Absolute joke. No, he's fantastic, and I. I, I think if you're a young player, that's who you want. You want he's motivational. He's. Mm. He's enthusiastic. Where these managers of yesteryear, your Allardyces, your your whatnots, or your Pardews, your Mark Hughes, they're all dead done now. You don't want to. No. You don't want to be playing for these. You want young, up and coming man who wants to. And that will make you feel better. And that will make you better. Look at the. Yeah. There, I don't think there's a player really under Pep that he hasn't improved at no. some stage. Where it might take him a year, like Grealish, for example. We sort of changed the game a little bit from last year's on the on the uh, t- on the subs bench for most of it, really. Yeah. And now he's been since the World Cup started pretty much every game. You got Haaland who didn't actually have a great game, but does what he does and occupies all the defenders and. On the right, Bernardo Silva just being a bit yeah. of a workhorse, really. But uh, like we always say, they all these are brilliant players, and good one. The captain's probably going to go there, and they'll in the summer they'll get two or three new players in. And you think, oh my god, how's he getting rid of him or not like doing this and doing that? And they'll, with like I said, with Pep, I think they'll just carry on, and that's not all you can do. But if he when he stays next year, four leagues in a row, if he wants to do that, do they go? I mean, I'm sure they went for it this year, but the quadruple could be on it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's just a, a mad, mad side. Yes, yeah, so he's got two years left in his deal, and there were, I think there were reports coming out today that he, that's going to be him done after yeah. two years. He would have been there nine years nine by the end of the year. No one's ever done four, four in a row, hmm. which I, I had a little Google after last week's episode. That would be historic. That'd be something that Fergie's never done, so hmm. that's something he could put in, put in that hat. Yeah. If you went and did back to back Champions Leagues, you know, I'd have never done that. No. It's it's all about things like that. It's building your resume or trophy. Yeah. So he's always got personally he's got a huge one, but he wants to if City want to compete with United in terms of of history and longevity, then that's they're a winning machine, they'll keep winning. Mm. They'll win at least one trophy last next year. Like I said, whether that'll be the League Cup, the FA Cup, whatever they decide to do, they'll be good at it. Yeah, of course. So yeah, exactly that. And you've seen this year the when it matters the most as well this, this year more than ever you've seen their, how good they are and they just get it they win they just get the game done FA Cup final wasn't a brilliant performance but they won the Champions League was pretty dull but they won the game so and first ever Champions League for them and it was for the fans that have supported them mm. throughout the years away in League One on the wet and Tuesday nights yeah. it must be it must be a weird surreal feeling yeah just, they always say it when you see like the the true Man City fans, they just said we're just incredibly lucky, and everyone else, you're pretty much just jealous. Like everyone else in the country wants that to be them, but mm. it's not. And yeah, like you said, they're not. They're probably not as well supported as a lot of the top half sides or a lot of the clubs in the league that you that you think of. But yeah, they they are just incredibly lucky. And there's, what can they as a supporter? There's nothing. Is yeah. they just they are just fortunate. As, you can't be angry with them and je- like it's just yeah it's just jealousy and they've they've got very lucky and they and it's worked as well like like you said about PSG they got all the money yes they win the league all the time and they probably win the French Cup but the in the European level they they've struggled for so long. Um, yeah, but you look at a random PSG team. Like, look at the, there's so much dross there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. You just think why have they signed him? Why? And for a team that like, I think their their transfer strategy is horrific anyway. Mm. For a team based in Paris, in France, look at the French team over the last six, seven years. The amount of young French mm. players that you could just attract mm. is a joke. And that's what they should be pushing. Yeah. The, the um, 
yeah, the, the uh, conveyor belt of talent is mm. like you have to push all these players for, and they not they don't really have any. Yeah, like but then they got Mbappe, but they then yeah. they bought him, and they they need to get that. Instead of buying, like I remember one, they got Danilo Pereira. Just from to be a bit sporting for like six years, he yeah. rumored for West Ham once and Arsenal, and then they bought him when he was like thirty-two yeah. and. Why you, you can have all the yeah. you can have or? all the money, but you, you, like we say, you got to do it right. And like Chelsea this year, it's not worked. It's gone horribly wrong. They finished twelfth, wherever they eleventh, wherever it is. It doesn't always work, and it's taken City a long, long time to. Like, a few years ago, they were dominant, but it's yeah, it's taken a long, long time. Newcastle probably going trying a similar route there. It'll take them probably two or three years to be really, really at the top of their game. But yeah, it just comes down to their manager, it Pep, and the players they've got, and it all works. So obviously next season they'll be in the the Super Cup against Seville. Mm. The Conference League don't have a thing like that, did they? No. I, I, yeah. Well, who would they play? Exactly. Um, and then they'll if they win that, I think they go with regard. They go to the Club World Cup, and that could be the the five peat. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be everything. It? Well, they have got the big big game on August sixth. I think it is. Is that what you're in? Community Shield. Are you gonna go? Uh, yeah, well, I, to be fair, I've got a very good record at Community Shield. Down Wembley. I've seen us beat City there and beat Chelsea there twice, I think. That would be something you'll definitely win as well. We normally always win it. We always win a, you get another trophy in the cabinet. <sighs> yeah, exactly early, that. Like early trophy. Essentially shouldn't be there and then you'll win it and then, oh yeah, we want a Community Shield. <laughs> Harry Kane's still won nothing. Well done. Get another trophy in the cabinet. <laughs> to be fair, we've won that a hell of a lot of times. I um, yeah, we've only lost it in my lifetime. I'm just saying that we lost it to Chelsea in 2006, and obviously we didn't win a trophy then for a while. Yeah, we've only lost it once. Maybe uh, should we lost it to United when we went invincible? In invincible, should I say? Lost it on penalties. Um, but yeah, it's a day at Wembley. Like it doesn't really mean anything. No, no. it only means something if you win it. And I know yeah. that sounds stupid, but no one cares about it. Like, could you name? I probably couldn't no. name the last few winners of it, but but yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, but um, no, I think yeah, next year City Pep, they just go again, don't they really? That'll be very interesting, they're, and they're going to be the favourites again for everything. Yeah, they are. They're going to be the favourites for the FA Cup, for the Premier League, for the Champions League, for the League Cup. And it'll yep. be very interesting what happens in the summer. Yeah, it will. Right, <coughs> leave it there for part one. Yeah, and come back with part two. So this section, like we said at the start of the year, part one really, but obviously the football season's ended and there's not many games going on and there's, there's different topics happening and you sort of, this now, this period you're just waiting on transfers and obviously new managers moving in and around. So yeah, we're going to start with Tottenham's new manager, Ange Postacoglu. Yes, well, Jack did want to do a full in-depth breakdown of Soccer Aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was either, yeah, it was either this or Soccer Aid, so... But we decided against that. Mm. Um, did you watch any of that, by the way, quickly? No, no. It, yeah, it didn't even cross my mind to put it on. <laughs> I just saw some things this morning. I, of like, to, yeah, was... I don't know if it might ruin what your loser of the week is. but No, 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 it's not. No. Yeah, just like Rashford's tweet to Bolt because he'd done the, <laughs> the finger to the head. And yeah, it's just, no, I'm definitely avoided. Um, Rashford's been naughty boy, hasn't he? Has he? Well, yeah, he broke out his fiancée out of America. 
pie and all the oh, girls? Oh, no, I've not seen nothing. No, no. No, no. Okay, I mean feeding the kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, school dinners have stopped. <laughs> summer's, summer's happening. School's out. Yeah, school's out for the summer for Mark. Um, yes, like I said, Ange Postacoglu. Yes. Is that how we're saying it? Yeah, Ange Postacoglu, I reckon. That's going to be very interesting after a few pints. <laughs> Few pints on. Yeah. Or if when we lose four 0 against Luton. <laughs> yeah. So Thoughts? yeah, no, he signed a signed a four year deal. Um I think it sounds really weird, but there's like a, a slight optimism again. Like, there's no there's no there's no reasoning for it, there's no rationale, but I'm just glad we're not we still haven't got Mason. Like we've actually got a so, a actual manager in charge and he's he might be awful, he might be brilliant, who knows? But he, I'm glad we just we've got a genuine manager in charge, and we're not flapping about. And oh, Mason, is Mason going to get it, or are we going to get Scott Parker, or we're going to get Brendan? Like all this and all this carry on for no reason. We've we've actually got someone in and gone right. You're going to be in charge, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, his first job, his first sorry, his first managerial job was 1996. Basically, a short summary of his career. South, he's in charge of South Melbourne. Australian youth sides, Australia's men's team, spent some time in Japan, went to Brisbane Raw. They were nicknamed Raw Salona when he was in charge. It was a similar period to basically Pep and their prime Barcelona. That they, I think they won their A-League or whatever. They won their league and they were pretty good out there. Um, and as yet, yeah, just left Celtic after winning the treble with Celtic um, and left to join Tottenham. And he's won in, in Japan. He won a, a league for a side that... Hadn't won it for a certain amount of years and all the rest of it. So he's his CV's not too bad. Like he's 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 experienced. He's like I think he's fifty seven something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's just a, a weird slight optimism. It might be terribly wrong, but yeah, I'm just glad we've got someone got someone in. I think he's come. I think the optimism comes from his personality. Mm. He's got a bit of a. It's not a Mourinho or exactly, a yeah. Conte personality where. Their their stamp is I've done it all. Yeah, you haven't done it. You've needed me to get you in exactly. here. I'm yeah. here to I'm exactly. here to bring you to my level. Yeah, you need me more than I need you. Basically. And he's come in from I'm looking at it from an outsider. Mm. Come in and been might be more refreshing. Mm. He's going to know what he wants and who he doesn't want. And I think he'd have made that quite clear. Yeah. Whether it's a good thing or not, he's not in Europe. I think it would have been. I think he would have loved to mm. have been seventh mm. and had and had that cracker at a conference league. Yeah, you of could have, if you could have put that in your put that in the cabinet mm. that's, a fe- that's a feather in his cap but mm. he's obviously got a very tough job to start with his biggest decision comes straight away which happens seems to come around every summer mm. what's going to go on with Kane it looks like he'll probably stay I think he'll probably stay and then he's got another decision to get him a contract but yeah no it's the, yeah, the first of all it's an incredibly difficult job to to take but <clears throat> yeah like you said he just I've, again I've gone down the rabbit hole seen loads of um, team talks and interviews about him, and like I'm f- fully invested in him. Um, but yeah, he seems like a, that classic like forward thinking, and he plays in a. Ta- he's basically a four three three. He plays a, a attacking style and likes to make it exciting and score goals and all those good things. It's totally opposite to what we've had with Mourinho, Conte, even Nuno. Like just boring, defensive, five at the back, just awful, awful football, and that. That might be down to the players. I yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. But yeah, it's just nice, someone refreshing, and hopefully, hopefully it goes well. But about the CV and like what he'd done before, and everyone said oh, he's never done it in a top level, and his experience. Well, 
Pochettino didn't. He was at Southampton and made them made them a mid-table side. Like his CV wasn't incredible. He hadn't won Champions League. He hadn't got into Europe and done all this. Like even if you went back to Martin Yole for Tottenham, who's considered one of our, our better managers of recent times. Again, his CV wasn't out of this world, and he wasn't a, a Mourinho or Conte. And we've, like you said, we've had those, and you've seen how those have turned out. So, you know, I think it's a it's an exciting, but it's it's new, isn't it? No one knows mm. anything about him. Exactly. You can't say whether or not he'll fail. You don't know. Mm. I don't think but the Spurs fans won't know what's happened. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer. Mm. There needs to be. A clear out of such of just the play, like you said, Poch players needs to go. The po- yeah. That needs to get rid of that team. Yeah. But like you mentioned, that he's a if he's a four four three man four three three manager, um, that's exciting. That's an exciting new thing because mm. you've been playing this dross five at the back for God knows how many mm. years. It means you won't have to rely on that third centre. You can have that third centre half, and an attacking sense which. Yeah. And we, yeah, we, you, want, you want you want to see yeah. the, you want to see effort. You want to, but you must you want to you want to enjoy what you're watching. Mm. You want to see a good, good game of flowing football, yeah. nice goals, nice. Because if we, we're going to finish seventh again, I'd much rather do it playing that supposed style than five at back and the horrible and hoping that Kane scores twice because that's all we've been doing for the last two three years and it's just been awful. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, the the top six seven now. Are, I think for us next season, in terms of the league, top six would be incredible. Because I think, like I said, the top, the top seven now includes us. But those teams have the most money, have the have the capability, sorry, to spend the most money, um, and they have the capability to buy the best players and give them the best wages. So Arsenal, Newcastle, City, Chelsea, United. Do you know what I mean? The list would go on, and even Brighton now, their second season with Derby, they'll be. If it'll be the same, if not slightly better, so yeah, it's it's incredibly tough. Um, so if if we finish top six, I think that'd be incredible because if you finish top six, you tend to win a lot more than you lose. Mm. Um, and I f- yeah, I think if we if it gets top six, then great. But yeah, just want to see a change, and it's gonna. It's hard because like, where do you what do you want to do? What do you want to just be top four? Do you want to just be? Like a good side and finishes top six, then might creep into the top four, and yeah, it's it's very difficult to say. But like you said about the rebuild and players and all the rest, of it, it's going to take two, three seasons to to sort out and get who he mm. wants. And if it if it's working, then that's how long you need to give your manager. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. I think yeah, it's just a, a bit refreshing and hopefully something different and something positive for us. Because it's tough, like you said, what constitutes to a good season? Yeah. Is it finishing fourth or is it finishing seventh and yeah. winning the League Cup? Is it finishing... Well, it's like West Ham, they finished yeah. 15th and they were worried about relegation for a large part of the season, but they've won the they've won the European Conference League, so it's a brilliant season. So if we finish 17th next season but win the League Cup and FA Cup, have we had a good season? Mm. So Yeah, but I think you would, you would probably take finishing sixth next season, but... More importantly, having a season of new players bedding in mm. with a lot of this, like for example, next it, August fourteenth, whenever it's first game of the season. To correct me if I'm wrong, the last thing you want to see is Laurie single mm. starting the first game of the season, Dyer starting, Ben Davis, D- Davis yeah. starting, and you you want some. I don't know if you'll be back or not, but you want a new partner, with, or you want Hoiberg and Basuma starting mm. first game of the season. Mm. You want Kane. Son and 
whether he play, stays or not, Kuliseski yeah. or whoever. Yeah. And probably you want a nice attacking midfielder in that. Yeah. In that hole. That's what I'm envisaging. 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 Yeah. Happening. You want you want three at least three key new players to yeah, get your teeth into, yeah, and you yeah. want to invest in them. They might exactly. they might not be hit the ground running from day one, but by the end of the season, you think, yeah, that's a solid improvement to mm. what we were last year. Exactly. And if we start, yeah, exactly that. If we start next season, we've got Davis, Sanchez and Dyer playing and Forster in goal, then yeah. who knows? And and there's no, there's not, not as if we've got three players who are all injured waiting to play. Like, if that's our team, then, then we know how it's going to go. But Yeah, and that's, yeah. and that for me is, well, I don't care either way. I hope I hope they're your team starting. <laughs> yeah. But it's as a fan, it's just like, what's the point? No, because that that's one thing. When are you when I was a bit younger and used to obviously go to the games, but you start the season and you'd be like, oh look, we got whoever, we have got a new right back. Oh, what's he like? We have got a, a new centre field. That's what it sounds shoot, but that's what you you get excited about, don't you? You look forward to that. But yeah, I'll just say I hope over. Obviously, I hope it goes well and he's it's positive, but. At the moment, he's it seems good and he's saying the right things and there's all the stuff that's coming out about him is is positive, I guess. So, mm. is there any rumours when anyone might bring in, might move over from Celtic? They they do that instantly, don't they? And mm. all the they might bring in like a random like some because he went to Celtic and brought some Japanese players from the the league he was in before, which I understand because the the levels are similar. But I think the the jump from Scottish football to the Premier League. It's, quite it's probably it's yeah. probably too too much, yeah. To to suddenly bring two or three from that from that team, but yeah, th- that's the other thing. He might, I don't know, he might have a totally different scouting team or coaches that know certain things, and and yeah, they might have eyes on players that they he might he might think of players that he knows. Oh, I'm never getting a Celtic, but if I went yeah, to yeah. a Premier League club, they they might be interested. And you you'll never know. Bring Joe Hart back. Well. <laughs> Then I I thought because we're heavily looking at Raya and that's that's um I think that's quite good. He seems like a good goalkeeper, but yeah. I thought he might this this Postecoglou might actually go for Pickford because of the fact he was with Joe Hart and he obviously liked an English goalie. He was commanding. He was doing very well for Celtic, but I thought maybe he, he might lean towards Pickford in the same way. So um, interesting yeah. you brought that up because that's the two Man United Pickford Spurs mm. Pickford Raya Man United mm. Raya. Uh, Spurs, mm. they're the they're the two and the t- two two goalkeepers and the two two clubs. Sorry, mm. doing the rounds. It's interesting because like, obviously you need a new goalkeeper. I think the, the figures are pretty similar. I think about thirty five, forty million. Yeah. You've seen, but well, it could all be paper talk. We just yeah. seeing what we've seen online and and whatnot. But I do think the goalkeeper is very is one of the most important things. The man, mm. the foot, the manager when they first come in, I think of Pep. First thing he did was Joe Hart. No, I don't want you. Yeah, got got oh, his goalkeeper in. Yeah. They all do it. They all go in. All the big managers go in, and and that's what Ten Hag's also got to do this year. He's had a year with De Gea, who is a he's a legend of the club. He's been there for so long. He's been yeah. good for them for the most part. Golden Glove this year, isn't it? De Gea? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's made uh, a lot of howlers. Yeah, and yeah. No, I know. He's I think people do forget how integral he was to that. When May United were Moyes, and who did they have? They were the really dross years mm. for them. He was outstanding mm. for them. Even Mourinho years, he was outstanding for them. Football's moved on, and he unfortunately can't use his feet, and that's a big thing in modern day football yeah. to use his feet. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he does. Like you said, he's yeah, and I, I, I don't know with transfers. He, he's, yeah, you, until it happens, and then you know. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he. I mean, I hope he has ideas and players that he wants because he 
because that's what seems to have happened recently as well. They come in and go, "That's right, our oh, Spurs got a good squad. Like we can do this." They're like, "No, we we don't. We don't have a good squad." Um, and I think that's partly why we've slowly declined over the last or over the last season. Been pretty poor, but I just think yeah, they um, the players have let down the managers, the likes of Mourinho, even Nuno and Conte. Like you say what you like about Mourinho, all those managers, but. It must be to do with the players as well. It can't just be the same. It can't just be the manager, the manager, the manager. The the same players are there. The similar group have followed this this little trend of the last few years, and it's coming with the same results. So, yeah, hopefully he goes in there and shakes it up a bit and and gets some maybe new players in, gets rid of some players, maybe some fit people we don't even think. Oh, why maybe Son or whoever? Do you know what I mean something mm. a bigger player and and changes it completely? But. Yeah, only time will tell. That'd be interesting. So there have been some other high-profile transfers. McAllister gone to Liverpool mm-hmm. with a buyout clause, went it, for about 35 yeah. mil. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal, I think. Tillemans to Villa on mm. a free. I think that's really good. That, that, that screams like a good that's really Villa smart. deal, yeah. Because yeah. although he's been, they've been, Leicester have been awful and he's been part of that, but I think with him, a, a whole new lease of life, basically a new club and a... A team that's in Europe, he'll be, yeah, I think that will motivate him much more than what, what he went through this season. Yeah, I think him and I don't know, Douglas Louise in there is probably pretty good, mm. pretty good partnership. There's rumours they're going to get Oxide Chamberlain. What, Villa? Oh, really? Three, yeah. Interesting. Um, it looks like they're going to get the band back together. Oxide Chamberlain, Callum Chambers. <laughs> they got Martinez there. Martinez was, Martinez apparently rumours with Chelsea. Chelsea I've seen it, yeah. Poch, new, apparently um, Poch might, is new a bit of an admirer. But again, that might just be the, just, just a load of talk. Argentine right? to Argentine. Yeah, exactly, just, yeah. yeah. Easily done. But the main, the, probably one of the main bits of business is, or I say business, he's, he's left, his, his contract's expired, but Lionel Messi mm. to Inter Miami. The name Inter Miami really irritates me in general, <laughs> but that's, a, that's another podcast on its own. Mm. Leaving the French champions Paris Saint-Germain after two years, turning down offers from Saudi Arabia and Barcelona. To join, I'm a, I'm actually a bit gutted that Inter Miami sacked Phil yeah, Neville it's, it's last no longer week. Phil, is it? Can you imagine an Amazon documentary? <laughs> Messi sitting there at halftime, the, the one nil down to uh, yeah. I don't know, Orlando, Orlando. <laughs> and you've got Phil Neville like telling him to like press higher or no, I just oh that would be iconic TV. Yeah. But that's like him going there. They, whoever's the coach, they're just not gonna. Like Messi's not going to worry about that, is he? He's just not there for that reason at all. But yeah, like even on that as well. But obviously, Saudis have picked up a few players, haven't they? And we say like Saudi now as if it's like they're just buying, which they probably are. They are buying the players. It's not the clubs. It's like Benzema's gone to wherever he's gone. Mm. Uh, Kante's gone to wherever. I saw another like a French centre back who played during the championship. He's gone to another club, but. Yeah, at the minute, obviously, and even with the golf as well, linked to the the live golf and what they're doing with the PJ now, the yeah Saudis obviously dominating the world with money and Zaha trying to infiltrate. Well. Yeah, Zaha's another big one, trying to infiltrate all the as many sports as they can. Well, it's it's the new new currency now. It was Russia, mm. then it was Qatar, and now it's now it's Saudi. Mm. They do what they want to do. The boxing, they've had boxing mm. for five six years. All the big events go yeah. out there, but and it's easy to say, like I think I heard. Um, Eddie Hearn talking about it the other day about boxing, but it's all—it's always about money. It just comes down to that. He said he literally said like, if Anthony Joshua was going to fight at home, 
and we were offering 20 million, but Saudi are offering 60 million. Of course, he's going to go over there, and it's the same with football. And it ha- it's happened. It's slowly happening with the players and stuff, but it, it'll only it'll only get worse. And they're, yeah, they're they're doing it more with um, the more with the golf, and they're they're heavily involved with that. Mm. But then you see it with the clubs, don't you? Um, Man City, sorry, Newcastle. There, yeah. rumours of a Man United as well. Yeah, and PSG. Yeah, then and, and yeah, it's just it's just only going that way, is it? The, the yeah, country and the the force they are with the money is ridiculous. Because the term they use is sports washing. Obviously, they've mm. got this bad record, human rights and whatnot. But I think I think it's a lot easier to talk about it than it is to do anything because mm. everyone's got their own moral compass whatsoever. I don't want to get too deep into it. But if someone's offering you ten times your wages, you're going to do if, it. It's, it sounds stupid, but if a Saudi business said to me and Jack, <laughs> "Let's, I'll give you, I'll give you a grand an episode. You got to record, okay? Yeah, I'll, done. I'll, I'll, sorry, I'm not going. I'm going to turn that down because yeah. what I believe, you're, yeah, you're not going to do it, yeah, are you? Of course, of you're course. not, and that's. That's what they do it for. Yeah. And it's like Zaha. Zaha's going there. He probably, yeah. Palace probably offered him everything they could and gave him an extension, give him whatever they whatever they possibly can. But yeah, Saudi's probably smashed him out of the park and he's going to go there, isn't he? Of course. Do you think Messi's gone too early? Or do you think it's time? Because he, he won the FA, he won the FA Cup. <laughs> 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 won the World Cup mm. in um, December, obviously. Mm. Odds on favourite to win the Ballon d'Or in December whenever mm. it comes round. He hasn't had the best two years. No. In in Paris. <coughs> hasn't, he's won the league twice. Like you said, they do that every mm. year. They've been knocked out in the Champions League round of 16, I think. Um, yeah, in the round of 16 the last two years. Just, they spent a lot of money on him. Yeah. Has he been a success there? No. Has he improved them? No. And that, that, and that's... The honest answer, he hasn't. They've won the league, which they always do, and they haven't improved in the Champions League. You haven't improved them. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. It's pretty, where it's, is there to go for him? Yeah, I messy. think there's just more... There's Obviously, I think it's just deeper in it. Like, he, what is he, 35 now? 35, yeah. yeah. And everyone's comparing him to Ronaldo. Ronaldo went to Saudi when he was 38 or 37, whatever, like, boring. But I just think, yeah, Messi, might, it sounds ridiculous, but he's probably thinking about his family, and he can have two or three years in a, in Miami as well. It's not... I know that he plays playing for Inter Miami, but he's essentially in Miami, having a, doing whatever he likes, earning all this money, has all this money, bringing his family up in Miami. Yeah, different, totally different lifestyle. And he could have gone to Saudi, but would you rather be in Saudi Arabia or Miami? I'd, yeah. yeah, I think I'd choose Miami every day of the week. So, and I know he can get a private jet wherever he wants. but yeah. Miami is a couple of hours from Argentina. Yes. Yeah. Rather than yeah. six, seven long, long full, long yeah. haul flight, shall I say? I don't know. I, ju- I just feel like I don't know. I think he should have stayed in Europe for one more year. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he could have quite easily, but then it's like, who can actually afford him? Yeah, and that, that so is the issue. Who can? If Man City probably could, but do they? Do they need him? Essentially, no. do they want him? Probably not. He's no. not going to improve. He's not going to improve them. No. As, as silly as that sounds. Yeah. Because he would be. This is going to sound outrageous, but it'd probably be detrimental to what they're. Yeah. He would play, and obviously, he's, he's, again, it's Lionel Messi. It's like sh- mm. stupid, like it's the best player that's probably ever played the game. But yeah, they're, yeah, I don't know. Just I think the money, even for City, probably wouldn't be quite worth it. I don't no, know. You're, yeah, you're 100 percent correct. That's why Barca looked at it, but they're broke and mm. they were trying to pull on heartstrings mm. really, and they're trying to come back, come back. But yeah. no, it's a it's a strange one. 
Declan Rice, a few rumours. I don't think anything will happen anytime soon on that. I think, yeah, there, there'll be a bit of time. Because, strange enough, um, their owner came out, didn't he? And not that our friend Tell was <laughs> that impressed by it, but came out the day after the final and said, basically, yeah, we've got a, got a gentleman's agreement. Rice will go. Um, thanks very much. But, yeah, not, not the best time in 12 hours after winning it. But, yeah, I think there'll be a, a few days. But it uh, looks like Arsenal, doesn't it? There was a bit, yeah. big old chat of Bayern Munich, but I think Arsenal were the favourites. I don't think Bayern could afford him, personally. No. no. Bayern aren't going out spending £100 million on players. No. They buy all the all the young players from Germany. That's why they always dominate that league. Mm. Um, and he's Rice is a fantastic player, but he's a centre midfielder, really, a probably a deep-lying centre midfielder. Like you said, Arsenal will pay whatever they need to pay, 18 90 million, whatever it might be in the end, but even Bayern Munich, yeah, I don't think they've got the... Or they don't want to spend that yeah, amount do, on do a. They? Again, he's a brilliant player. Just calm down, every West Ham fan that's listening. But Bayern Munich won't want to spend eighty nine million on a centre midfield. They want to spend that on a striker, or mm. yeah, someone's going to totally win them everything. Not, not Declan Rice. And then I think that's really about it. Really on transfers, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's Madison. There's the chat Madison, of Madison, yeah. isn't there? Who Spurs. was that other young player? There was a two, and it Madison and the other Scott. Scott. That's yeah. That's my gripe as well. Is that so? Madison is reported about fifty million to potentially Tottenham, um, possibly Newcastle. They've been linked to him for about over a year now, probably. But again, every well, not every, but a lot of Spurs fans. <laughs> <laughs> get my words correct here. Um, a lot of Tottenham fans will moan about Levy, and he doesn't spend money, and he. Oh, we never buy the players, and we don't do this, we don't do that. But in Madison, fifty million, suddenly everyone's in upright. Oh no, that's too much money. Got to get Scott, Alex Scott from Bristol City, twenty million. Yeah, much better, much cheaper option. Much, yeah, we need to go for that. But yeah, we but we'll moan about Levy when he. So we'll buy this Scott for twenty million. He might be absolutely awful. And then you go back to moan about Levy and saying you should have bought Madison fifty million. So you, yeah, just make it make sense. Is this old Dave from? Uh so yeah, yeah. It, from Bishop Stortford. <laughs> no, this is Gary from Gary. Guildford. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I've just seen that. I was like, oh, please, like, just however your story, just make the narrative to your argument and your stories. But yeah, Madison looks like he's going, doesn't he? Yeah. Similar to what Tinnemans yeah, has done. Madison definitely got. I yeah. think probably Newcastle makes. Sense. I think so. I think Newcastle. I mean, I'd love him at Tottenham. I think it'd be brilliant, but. Two reasons, uh, one Champions League, but I think mm. the second reason, I think Madison's got more, at Newcastle, he's got more opportunity to become the man, if that makes sense. Mm. Whereas at Spurs, you'll always play second fiddle to Kane. Yeah. And I think he's, what, he's that sort of personality, I think, he wants to be, give it to me, let me happen, mm. but I don't yeah. maybe that's just me trying to think of something, but I mm. think that's a reason why he might pick Newcastle. They've obviously... They haven't got an outstanding star mm. as such. Obviously, Bruno Gomez is a very good player, but I think Madison has that personality to want to be like a Jack Grealish. What like a, Gr- a Grealish at Villa? That sort of mm. be yeah, a, yeah. Be, we'll be see. A, we'll be a, be a we'll big see. player. Though. But then if it's if it's fifty, probably go more than Newcastle. Yeah, going to be clear favourites for that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and like I said, with more um, podcasts throughout the summer, there'll be plenty more. Yeah, exactly. Transfer chats exactly. on that. Right, should we move on to winner and loser of the week? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't have much more to say on recent activity, so yeah, let's go for it. Right, I'll, I'll start off my winner. My winner is my mate, Rodri. <laughs> 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 um, 
Uh, he got man of the match, I think, on mm. on Saturday night. And he got Champions League player of the season. Did he? He did. Oh. Thought you might like that one. I didn't know that, but yeah. I, sh- I should have changed my prediction start of the season then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought fitting. <clears throat> he's won two trophies in a week. Um, fitting for him to get the goal. Another outstanding performance. 52 starts the mm. season, like I said, most since Messi. Mm. Just outstanding player, and what a week, really, just tops it off. Can't no. get much of a score. The winning goal in the Champions League final, you will dine out on the yeah. rest of your life on that. Not yeah. many people get to do that, and <coughs> I don't think you can have a more fitting winner. No, yeah, very good. Uh, my winner is Claudio Ranieri. Uh, so again, you could have, like you said, obvious ones, City winning it, even West Ham and all the rest of it, but yeah, Claudio Ranieri, sorry. At the age of 71, has led uh, Cagliari, I'm going to go for, yeah. back to Syria after their second leg victory over Bari. They scored a last-minute winner. It was one all after the first leg. Um, I think they won 1-0 on Sunday. Literally scored a 94th minute or something. Um, that was 30 years after he took them from Division 3 to the top division in his first spell as manager. Um, and yeah, he only took over in December when they were 14th. And yeah, he's won promotion back to Syria with them, so... And in, like I said, one of the most dramatic ways. So it's a pretty, pretty cool way for Ranieri to, to finish the season. So in Germany, and I think in Spain, uh, Spain, Italy as well, I think bottom bottom of the league and top obviously swap. Mm. But second from bottom, I know it's, I know it's in Germany, I think the same... In Scotland as well, I think. Yeah, second mm. from bottom, plays second from... Or wait, third from bottom, whatever mm. it is. That's the play... They play each other in like a mm. final. Do you like that or not? I, I don't mind it. I mean, it's it's weird that it's different. Like, why do Italy do that? Why does Scotland have it? Why, yeah, all these countries that have it, and we don't, for example, as the main one. But, I, yeah, I don't know. It's different, isn't it? So you don't know. I, but I, I think it'd be pretty cool. I, I, but I like the way we have it with the relegation. So. I think it's un- not unfair, but... Oh, yeah, I say it's unfair. Because you get more money for being in that league. So, I don't know. I just think if you finish in the relegation zone, you should be... Punished. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah by true. And the team that's relegated, they should always beat the side that are you would trying think so, to push yeah. up. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. It'd be it'd be quite interesting. It'd be, I don't think it would ever happen, but yeah, no. I'd... I think. Oh, I, th- I think. Is it because of the numbers? The the. No, so I think I'm I'm, I'm stabbing in the dark here. That's if I'm saying I don't think the others, the other leagues, have playoffs. Like we have players right. in the championship, yeah, that yeah. might be wrong. Yeah, I think that I'm just think I'm just thought of that off the top of my head. I'd mm. have to double check that. I could be completely wrong, mm. but that would make sense. Yeah, a little bit. No, I do, yeah, because I always yeah I always see it and don't really think anything of it. And obviously, English football, the FA have never really mm. have thought about. It, but yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. But like you said, I think I think the the sides in the bottom three or whatever bottom four, whatever it is, they they should be punished. So the team of that Ranieri beat Ethan Ampadu. Is it Bari? It plays for the other team. Oh, really? And still, still in the books at Chelsea, of course. Yeah. That's his third consecutive relegation. Oh, my God. Uh, Sheffield United, and then he got relegated last year with the team beginning with a V. Mm. Might even be Venice. Ven- it's the Venice team. What, in Italy? Yeah. Played for another side. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not sure. They had that fancy red uh, black and gold kit. Ah. And then he got rele- relegated last night as well. Oh, <laughs> So he's back to Chelsea again. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be a fitting loser of the week. Yeah. But no, my loser of the week is a, 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 a BT Sports slash oh, nice. Jake Humphreys. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I've seen your seen your personal Twitter been going off on Jake Humphreys. Oh, it's just 
not which just wasn't a very high performance <laughs> high performance coverage like the BT Sport coverage man I don't know what you're Des Kelly like what are you doing did you see that <laughs> I no I, cause I like I said I wasn't I didn't watch it Saturday but again you go on your phone and just see all the backlash of BT and all the rest of it. I and don't know what happened but he was he had this, some captain's armband on because apparently you had to wear that to get on the pitch but Des Kelly yeah yeah <laughs> and then he took it off live on air while interviewing Gundogan and took it off and asked him to sign it for him. <sighs> like, you're doing an interview, like, at least wait for the camera stop and then ask him afterwards. Humphreys is just... He's oh, fun. That thing so you, cringe. There's a thread on Twitter that has, like, ten... Yeah, I'll put it on the yeah, uh, on the Talking Loyal Twitter so one. So funny. The, the, he's just partridge, he's just such an awkward, yeah. horrible bloke. But he thinks he's this inspirational... Yeah, yeah. Like, I see him come up on LinkedIn sometimes, and it's just like, oh, God, <laughs> behave, behave. Like, mm. it's... He's one of them preachers who will go and be like, you can do anything with hard work. Yeah, yeah. You can to an extent, but if you've only got one hand and you're <laughs> paralysed, then you can't. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, all I needed was hard work. Didn't need anything. No, you, you need a certain level of mm. wealth, maybe the wrong word, but you can't, if you're living, with a, if you've got your mum's single when you're living in a one-bedroom flat and mm. you ain't got much yeah, start like, saying, yeah. He's come from a privileged background and just, done well for himself yeah, yeah because no. yeah no and his performance on Saturday was he was try, like trying to fake crying and oh. is he going be, somewhere else or is he just uh, no he's just going to focus on his high performance podcast oh. and his business that's doing really really well for him and just yeah. BT are turning into TNT Sports whether that's going to change them yeah. whether they'll get they need a completely new like you you see it on Twitter and it's not always my cup of tea but this, this C, the Fox or CBS yeah with uh, Kate Abdu yeah Omri uh, Carragher. Omri Carragher. Like, yeah. It's just funner. Yeah, it's more enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah, like they had Balotelli on there. I don't mm. listen to that idiot. I don't listen to Ferdinand mm. twerk for Man City. <laughs> like That even irritates me. And I yeah, yeah. Well, my loser of the week, if you're you done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my loser of the week is quite fitting with your last comment. But yeah, Man United, mainly their support and people that surround. I actually thought this would be your loser of the week. But yeah, people that surround Manchester United, like a Ferdinand... Um, City have just won the treble. Ten Hag said at the start of the season, era has come to an end. So, yep, Ten Hag said era has come to an end this season. City have won the league. United were 14 points, 14 points sorry, behind them. Beat Man United in the FA Cup final and just won the Champions League. So, yeah, my loser is Man United. Their supporters, Ferdinand, whoever, yeah, whoever claims to be a Essex Red. Do you see that video do the rounds of... Um Obviously, it was the day after the the game after United had won the League Cup, and you yeah. them lift that mini little trophy. So yeah. He's got three handles. What the League Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Spurs won it, didn't we? Three <laughs> handles, like what? Yeah, it's so small as well. I yeah. didn't realize how small it was. <laughs> but no, yeah. very fitting, very fitting. Right, speaking of Man United. Oh yeah, Southampton knocked Manchester City <coughs> out the League Cup to stop a historic quadruple. But which team knocked Manchester United at the League Cup in 1999 to end their quadruple hopes? Oh, just gonna, it's gonna be a total guess. Um, Sheffield Wednesday. No. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just gonna be guessing. So um, this is a big L this week. I'd be very interested to see if your dad gets this. Tottenham Hotspur. Was it? Yeah. It was. Tottenham Hotspur. It was on the 2nd of 
December 1998. Tottenham 3, Manchester United 1. Armstrong with the double. Don't know who that is. And David Ginola. Ah. Teddy Sheringham scoring for Manchester United. Armstrong, I think he was a sh- he was our striker. Yeah. So your team that day, Walker, Carr, Calderwood, Big Sol Campbell, <laughs> Young, Anderton, Nielsen, Sinton, Janola, Iverson, Armstrong. Nice. May United, Van de Gaal, Clegg, Berg, Johnson, Curtis, Greening, Butt, Phil Neville, Giggs, Sheringham, and Ollie. Yeah, good. We were a good side back then, and that's where that's where the uh, the quadruple ended mm. at White Hart Lane. It was I, was it? And it was George Graham's Tottenham Hotspur who beat them in the quarterfinals, and Spurs went on to win the cup that year. Really, beating Leicester City. <laughs> so oh, I shouldn't know that. To be there fair. we go. Anyway, yeah, end to another another podcast episode fifty. Fifty is up. Fifty up. Done. Who would have thought? It's gone quick, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty mad, isn't it? Like we said from the first episode where pretty much the sound didn't work and had no idea what was going on. But yeah, episode 50 in less than a year, basically a season of football. Yeah, done well. Well done, mate. Special guests. Yeah. And if there's any new listeners from last week, I know Andy's were a very popular episode. It was, it was. If, if any of Andy's friends or work colleagues mm. are listening, then thank you again for sticking around. And yeah. Yeah, follow us on all the socials. We're all, is it at Talking Law Pod? Isn't it? Yeah, on Talking Law Pod on Instagram and on, on may, yeah, more active on Instagram. Try and try to get more active on Facebook and all the rest of it. But yeah, um, yeah, fifty episodes and yeah. Well, now we're more. coming to the post season. Now there'll be more. I say special episodes, but mm. we'll think of ideas like Ultimate Elevens and yeah. we did with um, Freddie, Freddie before yeah. and and Griffin. Yeah, we'll try. We we'll probably won't do be on throughout the whole summer but yeah we'll try and do as much as we can and try and yeah think of different topics like you said and probably yeah transfer news and things that are happening and whatever else yeah no, there'll be things to talk about definitely yeah but again no thank you for all the um feedback we received last week and yes hope you're still enjoying it and we'll see you again next week probably yeah and before i go it's my dad's birthday tomorrow 13th of june so big happy birthday to dad DJ Darren or Darren or whatever you want to call him. Um, I can't remember your age. I'm not going to say it on here. So we'll go you throughout school from year seven to 11. You're, you're 40 every single year. So <laughs> we'll stick with that. But yeah, stay loyal. Will he be performing at um Oh yeah, he will sundown. be. He will be still there sundown. Oh. So um, yeah, happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday and stay loyal. Stay loyal.